0: Welcome to Spirit in the Schools, a show revealing the Holy Spirit through self gift and education. And now, here's your host, Mr. Zach Coyle. Spirit in the Schools. Welcome back, listeners, to Spirit in the Schools, where we reveal the Holy Spirit through stories of self gift and education. I'm your host, Zach Coyle, principal of St. Vincent de Paul in Fort Wayne, Indiana. And I am here with two educators from St. Charles Borromeo School, also in Fort Wayne. We have Melissa Bullerman with us, who currently serves as a Richmond coordinator, instructional coach, and Ashley Barron, fifth grade teacher with us. So welcome to you both. Thank you so much for being on the show.
1: Hi, thanks for
2: having us. Thank you.
0: We are thrilled to have you. So today's episode is titled, Goodness Grows in Groups. Parents, have you asked the question, do the people my children spend time with matter? Well, of course, as parents, we know that answer is a loud and resounding yes. But here's a nuance to it. Does what a group or community does matter versus, say, the dynamic of who it is that's in the group? And here again, the answer is yes. But we're going to look at how St. Charles Borromeo School answers this question. And in doing so, consider how many Catholic schools around the nation also form this answer. So for Ashley and Melissa, again, a welcome. Tell our listeners, they could be from anywhere in the nation, just a little bit about St. Charles. and love to hear a little bit about what you do there and in, in your story. So just for the school as a whole, I know it's pre-K through eighth grade. Yeah. Rough enrollment currently, Melissa, I think we said-
1: 800 students.
0: Awesome. That is, I think, the leading enrollment for any diocesan grade school.
1: It's, it is a large school. It doesn't feel that big, though. Yes. You know, when you look amazing? at numbers on a paper, it sounds big, but you see familiar faces in the hallway. You learn students' names and- Our family community feels smaller than that.
0: Amen. St. Vincent's is in a similar walk. And I I really do know exactly what you mean. That people at St. Vincent's will say it gets small really quickly. Mm -hmm. And I bet that that feeling exists there at St. Charles. So pretty cool. How about like your wording for the mission of the school? Because there's always these nuances and I love hearing that. How would you speak to the mission of St. Charles?
1: Okay, so we know it's two parts.
2: So we have teach, love, live, and learn as Jesus did. Nice. And um, sharing our faith seeking knowledge and also serving others.
0: Oh, that's beautiful. I really, I mean, both sides are beautiful, but if just to actually, would you actually repeat that? I want to think through it one more time.
2: Yes, uh, to share our faith, seek knowledge and serve others.
0: I mean, the order of that is beautiful, mm-hmm. right? So we're going to start with our discipleship in Jesus. We're going to seek our faith, right? Seek knowledge. We're actually at seek knowledge. See, I'm miswording it. What's the share faith? first faith, yeah, Sharing our faith. Okay, but that's beautiful. So we share our faith, we seek knowledge, we serve others. Thank you for sharing the mission. So tell our listeners just a little bit about your background. So what is your current, you know, I mean, I know we open with a current role, but how long have you been in your role and, and what, what's something you love about what you're doing now?
2: Um, so this is my seventh year at St. Charles and I currently teach uh, fifth grade reading to all of the uh, students, fifth grade students. Awesome. Um, previously, I've taught math, social studies, even science. Um, but I just love uh, interacting with the kids um, and sharing my faith with them and also watch, um, seeing them grow.
0: Well, thank you, Ashley. And I think it's different for every Catholic grade school. So it sounds like with fifth grade reading, you all must be rotating. So you're seeing all the fifth graders at different times of the day. Is that right?
2: Correct. Yes. Yep. I see about 74 students a day.
0: Awesome. That's so exciting. Yeah, I think for a lot of the smaller schools, it, they may not rotate yet at fifth grade. So it might be a self-contained, with just the one teacher. But that is um, St. Vincent's also rotates. And it's just wonderful to hear the different models that are out there. So Very fun. Well, Melissa, how about your role? Tell us a little bit more about how long you've been in and some of the things you're doing. So
1: this is my sixth year at St. Charles. My first five years, I was the sixth grade reading teacher. Ashley and I have gotten to work together a bunch.
0: Very closely. That's great. And
1: this year I um, stepped into a new role. I'm a school's instructional coach and the enrichment coordinator. Awesome. So I especially meet with new teachers. I get to meet with them at least once a week and hash out new ideas and try things in their classroom, model things. And then get to meet with veteran teachers who want to try something new or talk about data. And we're piloting a few different programs. Great. So it kind of gets to be a hub for all that. And then enrichment coordinator, I work with second through sixth graders. We have a couple of different groups and get parent volunteers. We have awesome. reading, math.
0: You know, that's so exciting. I think there's such a grace that you're talking about with, you know, if you ask a principal, what's one of the qualities that makes a teacher a really strong teacher? And I think the very first thing I hope any Catholic principal would answer is that they're a disciple of Jesus, right? Like that's number one. But but the second about how do we help kids learn, hopefully a, a really great teacher is somebody who wants to keep learning himself or herself, mm-hmm. right? So that idea that you're helping all of your teachers, that's really powerful. And I think some of the smaller schools may not, and this is nationwide, have the resources to have an instructional coach. What a grace that St. Charles does. So, you know, I, like our own coaches work a lot with, um, you know, engagement. How can we get our students at any grade level mm-hmm. to be more connected to what their teacher is, is doing and, and what that learning opportunity is? and is there a general theme for you all? Is it kind of just any cause you can do that? You can look at any classroom has its own unique needs and just meeting those needs, or is or is there more of like a common denominator, so to speak?
1: For this year, we're really working on just kind of streamlining our math and reading curriculum. Awesome. Just kind of getting connecting the dots between pre-K and eight.
0: Yes. That's so good. Vertical alignment yep. is the mm-hmm. industry speak for that. So parents, sorry if you don't know that, but just <laughs> for leaving whatever grade, so fifth grade to sixth grade in your previous role, right? How aligned are we? Are we really ready to take up the sixth graders where they left off? So great. Well, it's fun learning about the school and, and what you're doing. So today, goodness grows in groups. We're really thinking about some community faith activities that St. Charles does on a regular basis, or or even periodically. And I think that's so beautiful because our church has this tradition of the value of personal prayer, and and indeed we do. Right? Any any form of prayer we have, Catholics are, are great at rote prayer, right? Like the Our Father, the oh, Hail yes. Mary. But I think there's an, an ever-increasing focus, too, on spontaneous prayer, on personal prayer, on contemplative and meditative prayer. So that's that's a whole other podcast and a whole other <laughs> show, right? But the idea that as a community, and of course, the Mass is always source and summit, but that we are finding new ways to reach our kids as groups, and that gets them excited. You know, I'm even thinking about some things we do, and I'm so excited to learn about what you're doing because it's already getting my gears turning to, to continually be a learner myself. But when we can help a child feel the presence of the Holy Spirit and feel excited to worship together, that's a pretty cool feeling. So I'm, I'm excited. Sounds like you have a lot of things you are doing, which is beautiful. And I, I'm really excited to share those. But it, at one starting point might be the rosary, because it sounds like the way you've structured how you all pray the rosary is particularly creative, um, beautiful, insightful. Just I'd, I'd love to hear about that. So for a listener who's never heard of St. Charles, how do you all go about praying the rosary as a class and then as a school?
2: Uh, so as a class, uh, each class play, prays a daily Decade of the Rosary. Awesome. And we start with um, sharing prayer intentions. Uh, teachers do it different ways. I know Melissa writes them on a board or on a paper or the board. Mm-hmm. Um, my kids just share them. Um, so we start with our intentions and then uh, a student leads our daily Decade of the Rosary.
0: Oh, that's so good. And, you know, I think there are parents out there that might think even a fifth grader, because they're certainly a lot older than kindergarten or first grade. Well, can they really do that? Absolutely oh, yes. they can, yes. right? Yes, and they love to they do it. They love it. I so that's yeah. our favorite
1: part of the day. The kids love that.
0: That's so good.
1: And then on Friday, we have an all-school mass. And so after all-school mass, two different eighth graders lead the whole school in the last decade of the rosary together.
0: That's amazing. Which is
1: awesome. It's such a cool, it gives you goosebumps every week. Yes. Just hearing all those voices together. It's really neat. Well,
0: and if you have two eighth graders, probably over the calendar year, you can yep. get just about all of your eighth grade mm, they students. They all get to. Mm-hmm. yep. Yeah. That's and the
1: younger kids look forward to like, I'll get to do that someday. Oh, yes, you get special. to do that someday.
0: And it's a leadership opportunity, mm-hmm. right? You could well have an eighth grader want to freeze up, you know, I don't really want to do this. But the fact they get to do it as partners, that's mm-hmm. one that yeah. in and of itself is a shared faith thing. Mm-hmm. But I love that I mean, this is really a beautiful idea. I've never encountered it before the podcast today of let's have each class do a decade and then mm-hmm. link it at the end. Who do you know like who how long has this been in I don't cra- know. It's beautiful. At least it's so exciting. Six or
1: seven years. I mean, all of our time
2: there. Yeah.
0: Well, whoever first thought yeah. of it, they they get a lot of credit, right? So the saints we'll are applauding might them. Know that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Rob Swardalite is your principal. He's going to be on with us for an episode next week, so I'm really excited to to welcome him, and that's great. But yes, we will ask Rob about that. But so the,
1: the living rosary. Then we do. Two times a year. Yes. And that one's really neat. The eighth yeah, graders get to do, do that. Okay. So they, they form an actual rosary shape around the church. So they're all around the whole outside of the church and then down nice. the middle. Mm-hmm. Okay. And each student says one of the prayers.
0: Based on which bee they're representing. the so the cross. yep. Whatever, and then yeah. all of
1: the other students are in the church at the same time.
0: Praying with you. Yep. And all mm-hmm. the lights
1: are off and then they light a candle of the person behind them. So who says the next prayer? And it yeah. literally lights the whole...
0: So Rosary. there's definitely it's some really ideas neat. we need to borrow and steal for St. Vincent's, <laughs> but it's so fun. That one's
1: one of my favorites. I, those those are really neat days. I like, sure. The eighth graders get dressed up and, you know, they take it so seriously. Oh, it's good. just it's a really cool leadership opportunity. And again, every kid gets to do it.
0: Yeah. That's mm-hmm. no, wonderful. And the fact even that they dress up is inspiring. You know, that that's just another gesture that we take mm-hmm. our faith and our role as disciples, whether we're eighth graders. I, I know it's eighth graders now, but any of the students seeing that. So like we're taking our role as a disciple of Jesus, whatever our age is, seriously, like that's, that's a beautiful gift. Well, I want to ask too, so there must be some, well, you could probably do this either way, actually. I'm wondering, do you sync up the mysteries of the rosary so that everybody is on the same mysteries or do we, Mm -hmm. like sometimes schools won't even, you know, name the mysteries necessarily. Yes, Sister
1: Genevieve takes care of letting us know which one we're on, which week and yes.
0: So you get all that. That's beautiful. That's really fun. Do you find that your kids are starting to like internalize and really know the mysteries?
1: I think so. They I do think. a lot with it when they're yeah. younger. So we both have children, like our own mm-hmm. biological children, our kids in the school. That's the great like, thing
0: about a Catholic have kids, teacher, but kids. right? Or <laughs> public school teacher. Like kids, it means everyone, my right? Student kids and student kids and my kids. Yeah. yeah.
1: So we I we see things come home, you know, and I know first grade does a lot with the mysteries. I mean, they have yeah. they bring home packets. They um each First grade class, the students go home and make a prayer corner.
0: Awesome. That's
1: one of their very first assignments. And I mean, I have a fifth grader and a third grader and they still use their prayer corners. I love it.
0: That's another grace. Well, shared faith, right? Goodness does grow in groups. You got to think about how might the children take that, you know, outside of the school walls. And I'm sure it's different for everyone and and some might not have the opportunity, but I bet you a lot do. Take it back to their family or take it even to maybe Mm -hmm. a friend group as Mm -hmm. they get older and continue to pray the rosary. So that is awesome. And I love that just unifying idea of on a Friday, our whole school will unite because we've all exactly. been doing it. And, and that really almost like speaks to the beauty of the church, right? Like we have our personal prayer life, but we come together in the mass and we come together as the body of Christ. And so there's just depth of theology in this. That's pretty, <laughs> pretty stunning. So way to go to St. Charles for that. Well, the living rosary, you're going to have to let me know when you have those uh, at some point. You can let me know that after the episode, because I got to make one. Like, <laughs> yes. it'd be great to see that and then being able to uh, to reenact it. Well, it sounds like, so that's probably the rosary, of course, I would think is year round. But then for Lent, um, as you would kind of, anyone listening who's sincere about the Catholic Church would probably hope that Stations of the Cross would be featured. But it sounds like you all are featuring them in a very profound way of that. they are a regular occurrence for the students but there's also a living stations of the cross, I yes. believe. Mm-hmm. So yeah, tell us a little bit about both. Like how does, how do the classes pray the stations? And then what does the living stations look like?
2: So for the living stations, again, the eighth graders lead that. Um, and they, they dress up um, one of the priests is involved usually, and they were all in the church together again. Right. Um, and the younger students really like watching the eighth graders do yes. that. <laughs>
0: yes. Now, are they reenacting the yes. scenes or are they, okay. Mm-hmm. No, wow. it's
2: a it's a slow
1: moving, mm-hmm. very reverent, um, I wouldn't, you know, less on the acting and more yeah. like showing, mm-hmm. um, if I that makes it. sense. Sure. it's a, uh I don't know what the word is. Usually.
0: Well, I've just seen living stations in two ways. So one is students will make some kind of reenactment, which just sounds like what you're doing. Yes. And others, they'll move with the depiction of the station and then maybe have some other, you know, icon or something with them then. And that's more of just still looking at the station in the physical church. But it sounds like your students are actually showing a yes, depiction. Yes. yes, Yeah.
1: Yeah. And there's that's a narrator who reads mm-hmm. and again, father's involved and awesome. it's very, yes, it's very cool. And the younger kids, I know my own children, that's their favorite thing. Mm-hmm.
0: They love watching. Well, family. I think it really makes it a lot more real. Like, so our good Lord chose that, you know, not my will, but yours, the father's will. Like, you know, that scene out of the gospels where he really prays in the agony of the garden wanting that cup to be taken from him, but accepting the father's will. So he chose to to engage with the stations, right? Like that profound gift. So then the students doing that just, I think, gives thanks and praise be to our, our Lord and savior Jesus for doing that. And that we want to be able to offer suffering for the Lord's good as well. So will there also then be classes that come to the church for stations or is that is Living Stations mainly the, the way that you all do that? We
1: do separate stations at the cross where they're okay. not also acted out. Just Father yeah. reads the words mm-hmm. and we pray together and go through the stations as a class or awesome. as a whole school.
0: Whole school as well. Okay. We go
1: with your class and you sit in your regular Friday seat sure. and then we do it as a whole school.
0: Is that usually on a Friday? I think people pray the stations on any day, I, really. Yes,
1: but I feel like it happens to be on a Friday. That yeah. Helps, yeah.
0: All right. Well, that's awesome. You know that's... the
1: elementary school life, the schedules are.
0: Oh, they have to be, you know, I mean, when the larger the school gets, but really a school of any size, once you move to a group format, Mm -hmm. you need a schedule to create order, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Uh, And without that, I think it would be a lot, a lot more difficult to enact what we do with the faith and with the learning and also with serving. I mean, I'm thinking of your, the way you word the mission, which is pretty cool. So awesome. All right. So Rosaries, Lent, two great ways of really sharing our faith, sharing that idea of community faith experience, community worship, um, and it sounds like another, and adoration for, you know, many people listening that understand adoration and, and maybe have the chance to partake in it, that can be a very deeply private and personal act and that, okay, I'm going to go before the Lord and I'm going to, you know, maybe your church has perpetual adoration. You're going to go in, you're going to have time there, but it can be a very, very uplifting group experience mm-hmm. too. And I've been wit- just so blessed in my life to witness some retreats that actually use group adoration as like a key shared worship experience, right? But it sounds like you all are doing some shared... Um, adoration with exposition and benediction. So am I understanding that right? Is that something that... Yep. Sister yep.
1: Genevieve again gets credit for this one. She creates a very intricate schedule. Okay. You know, so there is at least one class and usually two. So it's kind of an overlapping every 15 minutes Wow. of classes switching in and out to have time before the Blessed Sacrament.
0: That's awesome. And we talk
1: to our students about it ahead of time. She does a great job of sharing, you know, videos you can show, especially the younger students.
0: So they understand. Who, yep.
1: So mm-hmm. they kind of understand what's going on. And it is cool because you're right. It is private. You know, we're praying, mm-hmm. but we're oh, also yeah. doing this together.
0: Yes. So it, th- are there going to be then probably a, a class in particular that might be there for exposition? Or is that and already? We, we all come
1: back for an addiction at the oh, end of the day. Then. wow. Nice. So you have your 15-minute time slot sometimes throughout the day. Yeah. And then it. At like two fifteen, and near the end of the day, we all gather in the church again.
0: This is really, yeah. really fun to learn about the intentionality of the programming, right? So, for exposition at the start, will parishioners be able to come in? Then I'm I'm thinking yep. about how that works yep. because yep. there has to be somebody adoring. So if the but I guess it sounds like there's at least one class always. Yep,
1: and there's a cl- there's grade level masses in the morning. Okay. So this year was it your grade. Meeting? It was our grade. Okay, was yeah. Saying.
2: So. I think it would have been a Tuesday. It was okay. exposed at the end of mass. So third, fourth, fifth grade was there mm-hmm. um, as well as parishioners. Right. And then um, there's a class that comes in right after us. Or usually one of those classes will stay. Oh, great. You know, 15 minutes is up. Usually it's, you know, we extend it a little bit. Well, that's we, really important. No, so that's just
0: throughout the day that's, yep. that's day. happening. And then everyone's back together at the end of the day, you were saying.
2: Yeah. In order yes. to, yeah, yep.
0: to have a um, benediction at the end. That's beautiful. So how often do you get to do it? What'd you say?
1: Twice, once each semester.
0: I mean, that's a lot of work. Yeah. If yeah. you really think about like the effort to coordinate the schedules, right? Mm-hmm. And probably yeah, doesn't feel like work and though. specials
1: and gym, you know, and yeah. if you're not in a school, yes. like, well, you just line the classes up and put them there, but it's it's not that easy. They're not, right. you know, especially for, we switch classes for four, five, six, seven, and eight. So they're not always I was going to ask that earlier their, about when mm-hmm. you start switching. Yeah, so we start in fourth grade. So you're not even always with your homeroom teacher.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So You need to make sure that all the teachers get to go too, you know, that we're all on a schedule, so-
0: that's beautiful. I mean, again, the idea of of sharing that. So the children look forward to this tradition. They know once mm-hmm. a semester this is happening. And of course, there's many other things happening the semester. You already, I mean, the rosary is embedded daily. We we started there, right? But you think about it being Lent and having the stations, we're going to get to some other things, but these shared experiences, well, even the living rosary. I mean, so there's at least three leadership opportunities mm-hmm. for the eighth grade. Well, four, because you covered that they actually lead the rosary they do. Uh, on the Fridays, yeah. right? But then, for the eighth grade as a whole class, they're going to have at least two rosaries in the stations, mm-hmm. which is which is pretty profound. So all of this, yeah. But anyway, I mean, like the the work involved to get the schedule to work, <laughs> right? But it's for <laughs> the glory of God. Oh yes. And, it, mm-hmm. and really, when we do that, it doesn't actually feel like work. Then you know, I mean, and it's I, just
1: a part of your routine there. I mean, I didn't know any different before I started working there. You know, this is life at a Catholic yes. school. Here's your schedule. Here's your yeah. Here's your rosary. Here's your adedic- adoration. Here's your benediction sure. schedule, and you just. It's part of your life there. part of your day. Yeah, it's yeah. part of the day.
0: Well, God is good. It's amazing that that's been there for so long and that you both got to inherit that as just something working really well that, that you just received. You know, I, I think about that. Somebody says, you know, um, what kinds of things are you working on for your school and and, and what are you doing? And for me, you know, being at St. Vincent's, I always say St. Vincent's gives me more than I could ever give it. And I, it just sounds like you both feel that about St. Charles mm-hmm. in a powerful mm-hmm. way. Yes. That's such a cool grace to see that at work, you know? Like part
1: of our jobs, we're literally getting paid. <laughs> To talk about to our, faith to our faith and share faith and worship and, and, yes. and go to mass twice a week at minimum. I mean, Some of
0: the very few people who can actually say that, right?
1: Right. Yes. I've,
0: I've had many speak to that to me over the years. And yeah, thank you, Jesus, that you would, in your grace, just include the mass, include adoration, include the rosary as part of what I'm called to do today yeah. for my professional duties, right? Because cool. then it's not even... Yes, it is still a professional responsibility. And and there is a nuance of difference in that we're monitoring the children, making sure that they're (laughs) respectful and understanding. So it's not just the same as when you have your own personal prayer time, but you do still have actual time with the Lord, you know? Mm -hmm. And yeah, that's great. All right. Well, I'm going to ask about a few more community faith things. This is cool. I was excited to hear this. sounds like you all have a profound devotion to the saints, which again, of course you would hope every Catholic school would, but it sounds like, again, intentionality here. So if I have it right, your homerooms are adopting saints and each homeroom then with its own patron saint will celebrate its patron saint's feast day. Yes. Uh, and it sounds like, so that could be, how many homerooms roughly would you say would be in the grade, in the school, like, excuse me, because you have three per grade?
2: At least 24.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: About three grade, four. Three grade, four kindergarten. Yep. And then two pre-K. Okay.
0: Yeah. So yeah. you're actually probably, yeah. So even probably closer to 30, and I then, guess. So I
2: don't have a homeroom, but right. I still
1: have a saint.
0: Oh, you so do? I, yes, I have Saint
1: Jude. Mm-hmm. Saint so Saint Jude. I, yes, All right.
0: I yes. love it. Pray for us. That's um, awesome. So
1: our gym teacher is Saint Sebastian.
0: Okay. Love it.
1: Music teacher, Saint Cecilia. Now,
0: so is is Saint Sebastian is he the patron saint of athletes? Yes, is that right? Yes, he has okay. it, yeah. And I know certainly Saint Cecilia is patron saint of music. Music, but yeah. I had to actually test my own, now. you know. <laughs> by the way, just to give anyone a, a grade out, if you need that, if if you're listening to this show and like somebody tests you on a saint, there are about 10,000 canonized saints. So to know that for everyone, like we, we can always get an out like, oh, well, I, I have my five or six down, not all 10,000, right? Um. So that's so, that's so interesting and beautiful that the level of thought about what's the discipline and, and then what's the saint, but for a homeroom, you're going to have, well, I know actually you're the reading teacher, but mm-hmm. your homerooms will have all of the subjects throughout the day. So who is, so you have a homeroom though in the morning, right? Yes, so I do. So who's your homerooms?
2: My homeroom saint. saint is St. Rita.
0: St. Rita. Mm-hmm. Okay. Awesome. I do not know enough of Saint Rita's story. Do do you have like certain things that come to mind for you when you when you invoke her? Yeah. So she's
2: the um saint of impossible things. Oh wow. So yeah, when we um come up to like a difficult task and we have to persevere, yes. we really like, okay, this might seem impossible. Let's yeah, you know, ask Saint Rita for that's her really important to teach
0: our kids. There are gonna be mm-hmm. moments when from a human standpoint only, this task cannot be done. Mm-hmm. But yet if we trust in God, God will provide a way. And I, I don't know. I mean, we're we're all really getting to know one another, but I I think looking back in my own life, I have seen moments like that where this wall could not be overcome. And then yet God was like, Well, yeah, I just move the wall though. You know? And <laughs> that's <got> <laughs> really powerful about so Saint Rita, pray for yes. us. I love yes. <laughs> it. And now, Melissa, you shared that you have for I guess kind of for resource for coaching yep. Like you have your own. So who is your St. Saint again? Saint Jude. Saint Jude, right. You had just said that. Sorry. Just I'm just getting them all going. And so um, Saint so we, have, we have
1: statues in our classroom. Okay. Um, next to Mary. Yeah. Right in the corner. Um, you get to celebrate your saint's feast day with a dress down day. Well, that's what is, I was going to ask. Mean, yeah. I mean, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta that's, celebrate, that's a yes. huge deal in <laughs> right? Catholic grade school life.
0: Yes, it should be. That's fun. School should be fun. We should they, find. Yeah, that. They yeah, they announce
1: them on the announcements in the morning, and Great. You know, So they'll say, when you see this class, wish them a happy feast day. Awesome.
0: That's so good. Do you happen to know, Ashley, any of the other fifth grade homerooms? I don't know if you have a working knowledge of that. Or just another patron saint anywhere yeah, the, in the, the school comes grade, to mind. The sixth
1: the reading teacher in sixth grade has St. John Vianney, patron oh, nice. saint of priests. Yes. That's so the start of the school year. It's August 6th. It's a big, yes. you know, start of school year thinking about our priests. My awesome.
2: daughter's in kindergarten and they just had their saints feast day. Okay. I don't remember when, but St. Kateri. Oh, Kateri? yes.
0: Okay. Yeah. St. Kateri is, Kateri. Um, I think, the first Native American saint, mm-hmm. Lily of the Mohawks. So... Tekawitha, I think is how you say that. I have to double check that though. I could get that wrong. Yeah. Well, that's beautiful. I mean, just the idea that each room then, each homeroom is really asking for a specific saint to pray for them. Mm-hmm. You know, we often say in our faith, just kind of colloquially, okay, well, I'm praying too, but really theologically we understand we're praying through the saint and mm-hmm. that the saint mm-hmm. then prays with us for the Lord's grace and can even work miracles in, in the Lord's providence from that, right? So you get a that's amazing. Sister
1: gives us a prayer card. So each student in the homeroom will get a prayer card of that saint. That is saint. great. Mm-hmm.
0: I wonder if there's a family at the school that might keep those then. Probably many do. You know, think about that. So your child then as a kindergartner is going to have a prayer card. But then as a first grader is going to have a prayer Mm -hmm. card. Mm -hmm. One, I guess for the specials, they could collect prayer cards too.
1: Yeah. So Miss Bassett will give them, pass them out to different students or pick a class that will, you know, feel connected to that saint or call. Yes.
0: I wonder there's got to, I mean, that should be something a family could do. Like, let's collect all of these through those years, right? And then you're going to have at least, obviously, nine if you're if you're K to eight, and it could be more with pre-K. Will pre-K adopt a saint too? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you could have 11, but then you have the special. So at the end of eighth grade, there's got to be some kind of prize in place that if you <laughs> right? kept your prayer <laughs> cards, right? Oh, no, it's beautiful. So fun. That's great. Well, thank you for sharing it. And I think the just example of, of the saints that you've shared is, is profound. And so actually, I should ask this. Do they ever change then? Because I certainly like some for like specials, St. Sebastian would probably stay in place, but I don't know if, like, for example, when you've thought about fifth grade, you have, you had the same patron saint.
2: I have. When we adopted, it was a few years ago that we adopted, or, you know, adopted the saints for each classroom and we got to choose. So I anticipate that they'll stay. Okay. Stay where they're at.
0: Well, that actually gives the the children something to really look forward to. Mm -hmm. You know, they start to know from older siblings, Mm -hmm. okay, this was your saint. I'm going to get to have that saint pray for. Yeah. I love it. That's great. All right. Well, another topic. I mean, this is amazing. We've covered what, like six already? Maybe more than that. I'm not keeping count. I should keep count, right? (laughs) I mean, that would be a better way to do this. But here's yet another faith sharing, community faith sharing effort from the school. And this sounded very new to me. I thought it was really cool. Sounds like you all have something called parishioner prayer partners. Yes, I like the P because we get the yes. we get the <laughs> prayer right. Alliteration there, uh, and then as well as your classes are paired in a buddy system, which that I think we have a version of at St. Vincent's as okay. well. So, like, do you have like a certain grade paired with another yes. grade? Yes. Mm-hmm. So that one's a little more familiar to me. But if the listeners never heard of it, like, what will your grades do when they get together when they have like a time in the schedule so to buddy up? So it's up to, to the up? two
1: teachers sure. to decide. So I know when I was a sixth grade teacher, we were paired with second grade. Okay. I still call that other teacher buddy. Yeah. We refer to each other as buddy and buddy. Um, But we started doing on a day of the week we would meet. So we picked Monday and we would say the rosary together outside. We did our decade together. Nice. We had the students share prayer intentions with each other.
0: I think intentions are, by the way, I meant to say this earlier, that's such a beautiful way to better know the inner life of the child. Yes. -hmm. You know, we often think like, oh, well, they, you know, they look happy today. They look right. Or Mm -hmm. they look sad. I mean, you know, they need support, but. I think anymore, it's it's actually a lot harder to tell that in the modern world, mm-hmm. kids are less able of sharing that, and I don't know why that is necessary, but probably a separate topic there. But just the fact that we use intentions so that they can pray for others, but it, it also reveals something about their inner life at that moment, and that's I think that's really helped. I I would do that as a teacher when I was in my teaching years, and I just loved that you would learn something, be like, wow, I need to talk to that child after class, check in on them, and let them know I'm going to yes, pray I for them Notice you said Grandpa
1: every day this week, right? I noticed yeah. you've said this, or. I noticed you stopped saying this person's everything okay or what's new. Yeah. I know, um, Ashley and I were both pregnant last year.
0: Congratulations. And thank That's you. That's awesome. And God every, is good.
1: Every single student. Mrs. Bullerman and the baby. Mrs. Bullerman oh, and the baby. You know, like yeah.
0: this, isn't that great? They like
1: felt such pride in sharing, you know, yes. intentions and praying for us. And Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. That's that has to have felt very powerful, I would think. Oh gosh, yes, especially mother. We
1: personally had a very rough pregnancy and Did I you? know that wow. all the prayers were You know,
0: definitely would help. Yes. Great. Well, just uh, knowing now that you have healthy children and that you all look like you're doing great, God clearly provided and and answered those prayers. Anytime the
1: students see our kids, I Mm -hmm. say like, this is, you know, so-and-so, they prayed for you last year. Remember? Okay. So like, we talked to our newborn, like he's 12, but um, just here, this is you know, these are the students that prayed for you, buddy. This is, we- I think it still helps our children to hear
0: that. And then it helps the students to know, like, this is who I was praying for. Right. Yes. Like,
1: this matters. Your prayer matters.
0: Yeah. And the beauty of life that they can then see, like, yes, obviously life starts at conception. And and here is this child that I now can see, Mm -hmm. you know, that's so great. What a cool way of actually living. You know, we we talk about it politically as pro-life. It's really not that. It's really just... Living for life because that's how God set up the nature of the universe, and and you're able to to bring that prayer life. That that's so cool. Thanks for sharing that. I love it. Awesome. Well, so that's some of the buddy system. So hey,
2: you did, um, like STEM things, didn't you? We did. Yeah. yeah. So along with uh, praying together, um, we would uh, get together around like. The holidays are mm-hmm. seasonal, and we do different sure. STEM activities. Who, who is
0: your buddy grade as fifth grade?
2: Um, so mine, it used to be first grade, but now it's kindergarten. Oh,
0: fun. Um, but okay. in the
2: fall, we would get a whole bunch of supplies, and they had to build um, like a, a tower out of toothpicks and marshmallows and caramels fun. and candy corn. And yes. The kids just love interacting. Um, we've read books with our buddies with the, especially with kindergarten, mm-hmm.
0: so so building the tower is the challenge of how high can you build mm-hmm. it. Yes, of course, sooner or later, if you, you don't us. have the structure down, right, it'll fall <laughs> yes. over. Yes, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, great. I I think that's a really fun way of just sharing learning, sharing the faith. But this it's good
1: with the older kids too, because we we teach the older ones of you know like how we carry ourselves really matters. Your buddy's looking at you. Yeah, you know, in yeah. the lunchroom, like your buddy sees you. Your buddy yeah. notices what you're doing, how you carry yourself, how serious you are with your prayers, and you know that you're loud and clear and Um, before COVID, we used to get to go to mass with your buddies sometimes too. You get to sit with them. Mm -hmm. That's really exciting. So I think we'll be bringing some of that back. You know, it's kind of life readjusts here.
0: Well, if the cafeteria actually allows that overlap, because every physical cafeteria size is different and everything, but if they have that, that is a real motivator for an older child. Like Mm -hmm. you said, oh, my buddy's right there. Mm -hmm. I do want to act a little bit better. Yes. Yes. Right. That's pretty fun when you, when you have that awareness. So so do you all have that? Does it work out at yep. St. Charles that some of that overlap happens? Yes. Yes.
1: There's three grades in lunch lunchroom at a time.
0: Awesome. That's really great. St. Vincent's probably has one of the smallest, I, I kid around about this, but smallest per capita cafeterias because <laughs> okay. it's how many students do we need to fit through the space? And it's not that the space is like that tiny, but it is tiny for the enrollment, right? But yeah, we all we all make do and it's great. And actually, the just the cafeteria in general, just to pause, I'm, I'm sure you have a wonderful staff there. You know, like our staff takes such good care of us with just the quality of the food that they put out oh, and you know, how much love they put into that. So it's worth noting, because we, we do think a lot about, you know first the faith sharing and then the academic side, but we're thinking a lot about just service and cafeteria staff serves just kind of almost unconditionally. So anyway, do. shout out to all the cafeteria people out there who help feed us in school life. It's beautiful. Well, um, real quick, let me ask you again though, parishioner prayer partners. Mm-hmm. So that, that was a topic I had not heard of. So how does that work for you all?
2: So each classroom has um, one to two uh, homebound prisoners, and okay. we pray for them um, in our daily decade of the rosary great. as a prayer intention. And then we also um, make them cards nice. that we can send just as an uplifting, we're thinking about you, we're praying for you, Merry Christmas, you know, Happy Easter.
0: Sure. Do you have any, and homebound, I mean, states of health could be quite different and they may not really be able... You know, for mental or physical reasons, to write back. But are there any who, who do write back? Yes, yeah,
1: sometimes they yeah. do write back. I got one last year. Yeah, that sometimes wrote back. someone will send back a picture of the yes parishioner opening mm-hmm. the cards or with the cards and a, nice. a small thank you, and it's so nice.
0: I mean, I think just as a we parrot. hang them on the
1: boards, so the kids can mm-hmm. see who we're praying yeah, for. Yeah,
0: hearing that—that that is so much God's love at work. Like, how can we within our own community better share just some act of love and kindness? Mm-hmm. Right. Yet another, just goodness is growing in groups. That's that's beautiful. It's wonderful that you get a few that can you know, take the time to write back to you and, mm-hmm, yeah. and share that. That's, and sometimes that's the students
1: will remember their parishioner from the year before, and they'll still say that person's name as an mm-hmm. intention. Mm-hmm. That's
0: really neat, too. That is pretty great. Thank you for sharing, it, Melissa. All right. Well, and then I heard, too, that confession, I think, is a, at least a fairly regular practice offered for the students. Yep. What does that mm-hmm. look like for St. Charles? How often? I mean, you know, that, that kind of a question. Like,
1: So we take them as a class where okay. we all go over and do it together. Sure. Uh, twice a year.
0: Mm-hmm. So one each class probably has its own time. It's
1: definitely twice. twice. It's Advent and Lent. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they usually do a, they kind of group them together by a few grades. So okay. like six, seven, eight will be together. Three, four, five will be together.
0: Sure. So there um, must be several priests coming together to offer yes, that. Yes, are. That usually would take all day if you only yes, really yes, had yes. you know, one priest. Usually there's eight to They nine. usually get eight or nine. Awesome. That's so great. Well, what a grace to know that it's just part of your daily school day at least twice a year, you can receive yet another yes. sacramental grace. And then you
1: can go any day. You can come tardy to school. Oh, really? If your family says that you're going to go to confession in the morning. Oh, my. I want to say 7.30. Awesome. I've had like a few students I've go students before go. school. Yes. Yeah. So if they go before school, then they can come in, you know, a minute or two late if sure. they're finishing their confession. Yes. But our priests offer it every day before school.
0: Yeah. Well, all of the grade schools in our diocese are just a little bit different. So what is your start time uh, officially for the school day?
1: The bell rings and announcements start and prayer starts and all that at 7.50.
0: Okay. Yeah. We're not far off you. So we're 7.45. Okay. But so they could go to confession and then if that just runs late, they can just come. That's awesome. Yeah. That's Mm -hmm. so cool. All right. Well, great. Confession is a great practice. And then one other thing that that had come up as we were just starting kind of before that we actually came on the podcast. Ashley, it sounds like you have a kindness club this year.
2: I do. My Uh, home room. This is
0: awesome. Tell us about it.
2: So I felt very led to start this Kindness Club. There were a few things that happened in one day. Okay. Um, and well, I and just, that's what
0: we do as educators. We yeah. reflect on where our kids yep. are, right? Yes. Yeah. And
2: so we started a Kindness Club where we, uh, once a month, our goal is to just do a random act of kindness for the school. Um, but then also on Fridays, greet the students as they come in. Nice. Um, before we head over to our all-school mass. That's so good. Yeah. Well, signs. Welcome to St. Charles. Have oh, a great really? day. Oh, Jesus
0: loves nice. you. That's awesome. Are you
2: at church? Yeah. Pom pom. So will you actually
0: have kids out with that? Yes, kind of with I will. Oh, yes. That's so I good. Yes. I have
2: groups of um they signed up ten to twelve kids out. Yeah. Um, Melissa helps me, and we just welcome the kids as they come in. Oh, it's such a the great thing. The first time was great. The kids getting out of the car, we're just looking at them like Yes, happy Friday.
1: Jesus does love me. Yes, hi.
0: Well, and just to have an excited now group. You now know. they're
1: excited to see him when they mm-hmm. get out of the car on Friday. You know, they, yeah. they're waiting to be waved to. And
0: oh, that's awesome. That's a really cool way and to- And the kids uh, made all
1: the signs and mm-hmm. Ashley did such a great job. It's, it's so cute.
0: It's so great. do other kids get to make new signs as time goes?
2: Um, we haven't gotten that far yet. this is a we, brand new effort, It's right? brand new. Okay. We're like right. two months in on yeah. this <laughs> on this kindness club. Uh, so I did laminate them. Great. Um, but I think as, you know, the yeah. years go on or the year goes on, we might add to our sign Well, pile. you know, we
0: always try to think about just tips for family life. And this is one that just like jumped off into my heart right away because it's, you know, if a parent's thinking about fifth grade's a pivotal year. It is. You yes. know, it's definitely a year where if, if you haven't hit puberty yet, you are or, or about to. And I mean, obviously that can happen at different ages for different children. We have a
1: fifth grader, we're living it, yes. Yeah,
0: and yeah. so then more than ever, the need to be deeply grounded in our faith, right? Because it's it's one of the first major transitions many children face. Now, certainly any child can be different. I mean, they could have had to go through a grieving process and, and they could have had a big move or they could, you know, there can be all kinds of exceptions. But just in general, the fact that you're aware of that at the fifth grade level and offering them a very intentional way to be good, mm-hmm. that's really inspiring because a lot of kids deeply, de- I mean, we know that all kids deeply desire it, but a lot of kids look for a way to show that goodness, but then, then they don't know how, mm-hmm. really how to do that. So you giving them a way to do it, so fun. And and actually just the energy, I mean, we think about that, just greeting our parents when they come in in the morning, like having energy there mm-hmm. is a yes. very important part of how you see God at work in your day, right? If you pull up to a school and it's like, nah. <laughs> you know, yeah. like nobody wants to send their kid out of the car into street that. <laughs> right. that's awful, right? You know, but if you come up and you see life and you see joy and you see that goodness. So Ashley, kudos, really, I mean that. It's so fun Thank to you. just think about what that would look like to see a group of your students, you know, um, as if you're a parent, a group of the school students who you may not even know, but just excited to, to greet you is so cool. Well, I think this is a great time to stop and just think about God's grace. So clearly, you know, and from a Catholic school standpoint, think about, well, what's going to make us Catholic? Well, prayer will and, and the mass will, and, and we're going to celebrate that sacrament. But there may be some schools around that kind of have that bare bones in place, but haven't thought about how to take that farther or deeper or further, however you want to word it. You were doing so much there. And that, that traditional idea of goodness about going above and beyond, doing more than it's what required, right? St. Charles has given us, I think, I, again, I should have kept count, but something like eight or nine or 10 examples of this community faith life, But how can we pair students as groups And from that grouping, promote some new goodness that they will encounter. And it's really exciting to hear about that. So I was just thinking about it from like, it's school-wide, it's eighth grade-wide, it's classroom, you know, with the rosary. It's a kindness club for then greeting the school. It's writing to a homebound Christian. I mean, there's so many levels and nuances to it. Just a real compliment to St. Charles about really taking this seriously about going above and beyond, adopting saints that, that the kids can know to look forward to and having at least 30 of those in play and learning. I mean... The, the list really, I mean, I i, I want to say endless. Of course, we actually have an end point to the podcast <laughs> today, but that's beautiful. Oh, thank you, thank you. So that's great.
2: Thank
0: you. Well, as we move towards closing, we always want to give our parent listeners just a, a few tips. And I think, you know, we've certainly offered a few already, but just to try to close with two tips about, you could be anywhere in the nation and, and you're hearing about what St. Charles is doing. And you might ask yourself, well, how can I as a parent introduce faith into my child's groups, right? So like, if I want to go above and beyond and introduce that goodness, um, and that might be something that, would be new so that if, you know, perhaps a family at home, it might be common to pray before meals. And even if you have mm-hmm. friends over, that still is going to be a, a practice, right? Whoever's with us, we're going to pray. But I, I wonder if that might be a tip we could offer families is, can you take it beyond the meal prayer? You know, so if you have a family prayer, maybe your family prays a decade of the rosary and they, you know, two of your kids have friends over, we're still going to pray that, right? Time, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, I've, and I'm borrowing that as a tip from one family that, that I saw that with as a very new parent myself. And I thought, Man, that's so powerful that they would actually, it didn't matter to them who was over. And I I think, I mean, they knew we were, you know, caring greatly about our discipleship of the Lord when we were visiting with them. And and so we would want to pray with them, but I could really tell that it didn't matter who would be there, that they were going to do family prayer, right? And invite whoever it was to be with them. So that might be one tip for a parent, just if you're looking to grow in goodness and make a group effort. If your children are of an age to have friends over, or if they have other Cousins or whatever it might be, over keep going with your family prayer, right? Like that could be one yes. way to do that. Uh, but then I think too, another tip might be for parents in their own lives as parents. So where are we with our own friend group? You know, and if we're thinking about goodness grows in groups, does the group that I'm with when I get that social time, which parents of young children might say, well, "Now what are you talking about?" Right? Like, I've heard it is so yeah, fun. social is not something I know, and time I definitely don't. So you're you're clearly out on a limb here, you know. And we kid, but no, there's there's truth in that, but somewhere along the line a gap for some social time certainly exists and so then where where are we supporting one another right and do do we have an intentionality and and i'm actually asking like myself about you know and i'm very blessed to have had wonderful people in my life but for all of us to say are we taking enough time in prayer are we actually intentionally seeking to grow in goodness when we're together in, in a group setting and certainly i think there's some groups like we might gather for a very large group thing of a community event maybe you don't have that opportunity there but if you're with friends and you're out for dinner, invite prayer before meal, you know, with your friend group. And maybe there's a time when your group can come together when they normally would get together for dinner. Well, let's just get together for prayer one night and just offer intentions and and try a new prayer format there. So there's two tips. I'm sure there could be others, but St. Charles has certainly been inspiring. So Melissa and Ashley, I really want to thank you both. And I think a, a great place to uh, close with is prayer. And so we want to ask God to bless St. Charles, but Thank you for giving us the idea about how goodness can grow in groups. And I I certainly will ask God to um, just bless our nation with anyone listening. So let's turn to the Lord now and close. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. God, we thank you so much for the goodness that you've shared from St. Charles, from Melissa and Ashley today. We ask that you would bless St. Charles and all Catholic schools around our nation. May we all truly seek your will, Lord, and grow in goodness in our group worship of you. And Lord, may you inspire us to hope and joy in all things. Amen. In the name of the Father, mm-hmm. and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, listeners, thanks for listening. Thank you, Ashley and Melissa, for being with us. Yes, we're going to have us. Us. St. Thank Charles you. back on the air next week, so we're excited for that. So thank you, listeners. Tune in next week for more Spirit in the Schools. You've been listening to Spirit in the Schools. Zach Coyle has been your producer and host. This episode was edited by Tony Marks. And for more information, go to slash spirit. Spirit in the Schools.